you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. 2021 is like another year of just more excitement for some reason. Because we've all been through 2020, right? We all know about all the hiccups that happened in 2020, right? 2020 for me was a mess. It was a mess. It was horrible. But we're here in 2021. We're here at Scarlet Note, worshiping God and believing in all his incredible powers. So in these times with COVID, it is easy to lose our focus in Jesus. And get distracted with so many things that are on our thoughts, that we worry about, that we have concerns about, our circumstances. Even our relationship with Jesus got a little bit distracted. Sometimes we have to fight just to have focus and allow our focus to be directed to Jesus. 2020 for us was tough. It was hard. And I know for all of you guys out there on social media and those that are here with me, it was tough for you guys as well. When it came to learning how to stream, to reach those that are home, it was tough for us to learn that concept. But we were able to do it. The word that I want to focus is is the word distraction. It's on the word distraction. We hear it. But sometimes we really don't focus on that word and what it really means. The word distraction means a pulling apart, a separating. It's a pulling of the mind in a different direction. 2020 was a time of distraction. It was a a time of frustration. It was a time of probably figuring out what was going to happen. Maybe your concern was, hey, how am I going to support my household? How am I going to feed my kids? Why is my relationship with my wife and my husband going crazy right now? Because now we have to stay together longer inside of a house, maybe. You see, a lot of us had to take a different route, especially in 2020. For me, I had to learn how to love my wife even more. Because now she's working from home, and at that time I was working from home. Uh, I I helped kids with autism in middle school. And... uh, We weren't doing online classes, so it was kind of difficult. But I had to learn how to love my wife even more because she was in the house. There's a difference when that one person's not in the house. Everything works differently. Everything, (laughs) it just works differently. But then when the hefa comes in, when the boss lady comes in, it just changes. So I thank God for the strength that he's given me in 2020. See, the word distraction means a pulling away, a pulling apart. Today, my message is entitled, My Window. My Window. We all have a window. We all have a window. I'm going to talk a little bit further later on in the message. But I want you guys just to allow your hearts to be uh, ministered to. You see, the biggest weapon of the enemy is distraction. If he can distract you, eventually he'll neutralize you. Or worse, you'll end up destroying yourself. 
or redirecting yourself. Many times, and especially in this time in 2020, a lot of us lost our faith in where our help really comes from. You started to panic. You started to worry about what was going to happen. And you said, Jesus, this is not your work. Where are you? Think about it. Distraction. Distraction means what? A pulling away. A pulling away. Think about a circumstance that you're going through right now. Were you pulled away mentally and distracted for a little while? Yes. It happens. It's something that happens. It's ongoing. Now, the idea of this message is to understand where to go to when we go through distractions. There's a story in Luke that I want to talk about, which is the only verse in the Bible which uses the word distraction. So listen up. Luke 10, 38. Verse 38, it says, Now as they were traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. What was the lady's name? What was the lady's name? We're going to find this story kind of interesting because it happens all the time at home. Named Martha welcomed him into her home, and she had a sister called Mary. What was her name? So we have a Martha and we have a Mary, right? In a Spanish home, in a Spanish family, we have a lot of Marys. Maria. Yes, look, it's right on. <laughs> uh, who was also seated at the Lord's feet and listening to his word. Can you go to the next verse? But Martha was distracted with all her preparation. There goes that word, distraction. She was distracted with all her preparation. And she came up to him and said, Lord... Do you not care that my sister has left me to do the serving by myself? Tell her to help me. How many times at home you're doing something? I have two boys, so I'm trying to train my boys how to be men. And uh, every time I'm outside, I'm like, guys, get a shovel. Help me out. Let's cut the grass. Let's do this together. And it's, sometimes I'm out there like, babe, do you not see me? I'm over here working. Your boy's over there playing the Wii of the Nintendo Switch and they're not helping me out? He said, getting called out. Listen up. These are moments in our life. We go back to that verse, the first verse. There we go. It says, Martha welcomed him into her house. Who did Martha welcome? Jesus. She welcomed Jesus into her house. But because she was distracted with the preparation she was upset at how Mary was acting. Let me tell you something. I would probably be the same way. I think I would probably be in Mary's shoes because my wife would be Martha. Think about this. If Jesus came to my house, my wife would be like, yo, you got to do this. You got to cut the grass. You got to make sure the edging is okay outside. You got to use that Hispanic miracle water. Fabuloso. You see? These are all things that sometimes we fill our minds with and then we're screaming at Jesus to help me and to tell someone else to help you. Now, as you all may know, 
Martha in this story was focusing on all the preparations, all the preparations. But where was Mary? Where was Mary? 2020 was a time where we were all like Martha. We were distracted. We were frustrated. We were angry because things were going haywired at home or haywired at work or it was going crazy. We were all like Martha. But we should have been like Mary. You see, she, dist- she was distracted by all the preparations. So Martha comes to Jesus and says to the Lord, don't you care that my lazy, good known sister is just right there at your feet? Like she's just there chilling and I'm over here preparing coffee for you. I'm over here preparing wayaba with the crackers. I'm over here preparing a meal because I welcomed you into my home and I want to make sure that you're okay. Let me tell you, God don't need to be okay. Jesus doesn't need you to say that you need to be okay, that he needs to be okay. At the time, then Jesus says, in Luke 10, 41 and 42, but the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, (laughs) Martha, 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 you are worried and distracted by many things. But the only one thing that is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. 42 says, but only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part. Today, I want to share a story. I know I'm teaching you stuff about Martha and Mary. You guys probably know the story, but this is my own story. June 8th of 2020 was a very hard day for me and my family. I was distracted on June 8th, 2020. My oldest son was having some pains in his stomach. And me and my wife didn't know. We thought it was just regular, you know. He just had to go to the bathroom. But he was in pain. And because of the COVID regulations and all the rules, um, I wasn't able to go to the hospital because I, myself, I deal with MS. So my wife had to take my oldest son to the hospital. And when my wife got to the hospital and they did their check-in, my son like almost fainted, like in the lobby area. They took him in and they were taken care of, trying to check his, his levels of all kinds, just blood pressure, check things that we sometimes forget to check. As parents, the temperature, he was okay. He didn't have a high temperature. But they checked his blood. And when they checked his blood, his glucose level was so high. Was so high that the machine couldn't even read it. My wife called me and said, baby, our son is sick. You need to get here immediately. 
So I was driving, my brother actually took me because my wife had her car at the hospital and that was the only car at the time that was working because again, we deal with distractions all the time. And sometimes when you have two cars, that one car that you need is just messed up. So my brother had to pick me up and I was talking to my wife on the phone. I said, what's going on, what's going on? And they said, your son has been diagnosed with type one diabetes. Now there's a difference between type one and type two. Type two is when the body is producing insulin partially, but they just need some assistance with more insulin. Type one is when your body is completely focused on receiving that insulin and they don't produce anymore. So as I heard that, my body, my heart broke. I started to cry. I started to get frustrated. But then on top of all of these emotions, I was like, Bob, you have to get ready because you have to make sure as soon as you get into the hospital room um, to calm your wife down and keep her focused because everything's going to be all right. You see, when I was in the car, I, I, was, I was praying to God, I said, God, this is a lie from the devil. I'm already diagnosed with MS. Why are you doing this? I went to the uh, room where my child was at, and he was there. He was, he was happy. He didn't know what was going on. And I had my face mask, and I'm holding my wife, and I have her like, hey, baby, everything's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. God is going to take control. But when the doctor says that your body's not going to produce something that it naturally does, it just changes your perspective of everything. They're there. The nurses, the doctors are there say, there's nothing else we can do. I said, what do you mean there's nothing else we can do? Again, I'm trying to make sure my wife is okay. I'm trying to make sure she's focused. I'm like, baby, let's go outside. Let's go outside the room. Let's just pray for a little while and go, go back in. We prayed. And I went in. I said, baby, everything's going to be okay. I got to go because they're kicking me out because I can't stay in the room. And that was hard for me to leave my wife alone, stranded have the doctors to say stuff this is not this way this is not that it's not gonna the the, the, the body's gonna need to take insulin now more often so I left the hospital and when I left the hospital I went to my car you see I didn't want to leave but my wife like you have to give me some clothes you have to give me toothpaste because I gotta (laughs) brush my teeth for tomorrow (laughs) I need some food I need this and I'm like baby you can get taken care of because we're at the AI DuPont and they just they take care of stuff but I was in the parking lot and as soon as I closed that door of my car, as, do you know when like, there's that time when, when you're okay in front of the family, but when you're hidden, you just break down and you cry. Oh man, let me tell you, as soon as I closed that door, I started crying. I started crying. Why? Because that was my baby boy and I couldn't help him. I couldn't help him. I couldn't put a band-aid on it and say, it's okay. I cried and I said, God, what are you doing? The COVID is happening. I can't be in the room with my child and my wife. I, I, I can't give my, word, my wife words of encouragement. I can't be there to hug her. I can't be there to kiss my baby boy and say, everything's going to be okay. What are you doing? Why is this happening? I'm angry. See, there's times in our lives where we're going to have moments like this. 
where you're going to be, you're going to just, <laughs> it's easy to come to church on Sundays. But when that little hit, when you get like a, a punch to the stomach that you can't control and it just comes out of nowhere, you're like, what is this? Why are you doing this right now? This is why I tell people when they say, oh, I have so many plans. I said, <laughs> make sure you're right with God first. I'm in my car, but I'm crying. I'm like, God, I need help. I don't know what to do. I'm like, Satan is a liar. This is not happening. And I remember myself like this on my steering wheel. I put my head down. And I just cried. I just cried and I cried and I cried. I said, Lord, this can't be possible right now. I'm not ready for this. My wife and I aren't ready for this. It's, it's supposed to be okay. This is not a part of the plan. And it's my spirit, my spirit, you know, there's something different. You see, when you're not filling yourself up with the word of God, you don't understand what, what I'm about to say. And, and when you're not trying to, you know, pray. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not a beast at the word. I'm not in no way. But I try to have a relationship with God as much as I can. And then I pray a little bit in my car sometimes. But at that moment, I was in my car and I was praying. And remember, I'm outside of the hospital. I'm in front of this building. And I look up. It was like my spirit telling me to look up. And when I looked up, I saw the windows of the hospital. If you've ever seen the hospital, AI DuPont Hospital, it's very beautiful. They have different colors. Like, I was amazed by the colors, but I was looking at this building from the outside. And my spirit, my spirit, my Holy Spirit that I have in me said, your child is in one of those windows. So my child was here, but there's a whole bunch of other kids dealing with other things. And you're falling apart because you heard some news. But there's a lot of other people who are dealing with sicknesses that are worse. Problems that might be even worse. You see, we all have windows that we have to go through right now. Most of us in this building have a window that we're going through right now. That's a distraction that is messing us up from the inside. We can't focus. We can't sleep. We're like, God, what do you want me to do? I don't know what to do. I need you. I want more of you. But right now, this distraction is messing me up. It's like taking the brain, my, the brain out of my head and it's like throwing it everywhere. And me and my wife are fighting over blankets that don't match. And, and we're fighting over stuff that doesn't make any sense. And God, I need you to help me. You see, when I looked up to that building and I saw that my child was in one of those windows, I said, God, you're good to me. I know you, this happened and I'm going to get through it. Because when I was diagnosed with MS in 2008, my dad was and my mom was in the same predicament that I'm in right now. This too shall pass, but it only can pass if I'm focused in the one who can give.
Let me tell you something. There's a lot of verses in the Bible that says, if you knock, the door shall be open. I was knocking that day. I was like, Lord, Lord, let me in. I need you. I need you. I know that my, my distraction at the, at, my, at the moment is just, you see, the thing is, I, when, I, when I think about this, I, I think about we sometimes hope for the best. And we sometimes want the best. We must understand that we live in this world that is full of sickness, that is full of hurt, that is full of pain. And then we want the best to come out of this world. But it's not going to come out of this world. It will never come out of the world. It'll come out of, <laughs> of the one who gave his life on that cross for me and you. That's the only way help is going to come. That's the only way you're going to be able to surpass your distraction. That's the only way you're going to be able to walk. Let me tell you something. When, when, when I hear this, and, that, and can you go back to the part where um, God is saying, Martha, Martha. I love that part. It says, Martha, Martha, where is it at? With the Lord, go to the next one. The next verse. I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking at this monitor and it's horrible. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. It's like, Bapo, Bapo, listen, Jose, Jose, listen, Rebecca, Rebecca, listen, Yomaida, Yomaida, listen, BJ, BJ, listen. You're worried about that? You should be doing what Mary is doing. You should be trying to look for me at that moment of distraction. And you're like, Bob, but you were just in your car praying. But at the same time, I was also screaming to God. I was also getting mad at God. Like, God, this cannot be happening right now. This is not according to my plans. I love when people say that, man. It wasn't according to our plans. You know what this is called? It's like a spiritual growing pain. It's like a spiritual growing pain. What God is saying, I know you can handle this situation. And this is why I'm giving it to you. Because you're going to be able to handle this situation. You're going to be able to handle this distraction. And you're going to be able to know where to go next. You see, at the moment, if we go back to the window, the, the windows, I'm up here looking at these windows. And I'm like, my spirit is saying, bro, because that's how the Holy Spirit talks to me. It says, bro, your window's here. And there's other people in these windows who don't have the answer or the way that you have. They can't get help the way you can get it. And I'm like, God, I love you. God, I thank you, Father, for the miracle that's going to happen in my son's life. I thank you, Lord, Father, that my son is going to be a man of valor, a man that is going to be God-fearing, a man that one day would do things that I wouldn't be able to imagine. See, sometimes you got to speak it into existence. And let me tell you, let me tell you, it's hard to speak things into existence when there's a distraction. But when I went back to that verse, Martha, 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 what are you complaining about? What are you worried about? Do what Mary is doing. She is sitting at my feet and just listening. You see, at that moment when I was in the car, I was like Mary for a second. You know why? Because my spirit spoke to me and it said, look up. Look where you are right now. You're worried about the circumstance that is happening in that room. But there's many people 
in that hospital that has more problems and they don't have an answer. And you're here. Last Sunday, we was worshiping and that room right there, that's a tough room. So that room right there has a lot of stories. But last Sunday, again, my son was at 500 glucose level with his, his blood. And my wife was pricking his fingers, trying to check out the levels. And I'm like, baby, you know what? We're going to be okay. We're going to continue to worship God. He's going to be okay. This is also going to pass. We're going to make it through. I don't know how many people right now in this room are going through something. That they're saying, I'm not going to be able to get through this. I'm not going to be able to, to get up from this big fall. I'm broken inside. I'm lost inside. I'm hurting inside. I don't know if there's people that are watching us through social media and they're saying, I need this word right now. I'm scared to leave my door of my house because of what's happening out there with COVID. You see, when we're satisfied with being good, we become complacent. And I believe distracted in our walk with Christ. We say and think, well, I know Jesus, so I'm good and I'm going to heaven. So I got my spot. But that's not the way it is. And that's great, but is this all you really want in this lifetime just to get by? That's really one way I believe Satan tries to distract us from growing and maturing in our relationship with God. Proverbs 4, 24, uh, 25, 27. I'm reading this from the Living Bible. It says, look straight ahead. Don't even turn your head to look. 25 says, look straight ahead. Don't even turn your head to look. 25 says, look straight ahead. Don't even turn your head to look. Let's repeat. Look straight ahead. Don't even turn your head to look. 26 says, watch your step. Watch your step. Stick to the path and be safe. 27 says, don't sidetrack. Pull back your foot from danger. You see, I was directed in a way of just being angry. And I had to understand that I was, I had to not be sidetracked. And I had to like, direct myself the other way you see there's moments in life where we're, we feel this way that we keep going to a dead end a dead end a dead end and the thing is if we go to that simple story of Martha and Mary Martha's distracted but our help was there Jesus was in that room Jesus was there that's the problem with us right now we're praying for things or we're complaining about things but we're not calling out to Jesus Jesus is there. He's like, I'm waiting. Just tell me what you need. 
I got your back. Just tell me what you need. Stop crying. God, I need a man. And Jesus is like, girl, get closer to me. Let me say something. The more you get closer to God, the more he gets closer to you. The more you get closer to his will, the more he gets closer to you. Oh, man, that's amazing. That's amazing that it's that simple. But for us, it's like difficult. Because we complicate it. Exactly. We want to take control of everything. Stop taking control of everything and let go. Stop taking control of everything and let go. Let go of your issues. Let go of your problems and just sit there. Kneel. Kneel down. Say, God, I'm here. You do with me what you want, Lord. I'm here. I'm here. You see, let your eyes look directly forward. Let your gaze be straight before you. Don't swerve to the left or to the right. Turn your feet away from evil. The parts of avoiding distraction is moving away. Just move away. Hebrews 12, 2. If you could bring that up for me. Lord. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance. The, uh, sorry, with endurance, the race that is set before us. Go to the next. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. God already paid for it. There's no reason for you to be distracted. He's already paid for it. Despising the shame and has set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, we need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus no matter what, no matter what distraction comes, no matter what window we receive. We need, we need to keep our eyes on God no matter how difficult the circumstances will get. Young folks, this world is going to hit you hard. This world is going to try to confuse you. But remember where your help comes from. Remember who has the answer of all your prayers. It's not found in this world. It's found only in him. I want to close with this verse. I'm very short. I told you I'm still trying to read the Bible. This is a verse that I didn't give the people in the back. So they're not going to have it. But it comes from the book of Matthews. as Jesus was walking on water during a storm Peter boldly asked Jesus Lord if it is you command me to come to you on the water Jesus said come so Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus but when Peter saw the wind he was afraid and beginning to sink he cried out Lord save me 
See, we tend to think Peter got out of the boat and immediately sank. We tend to think that Peter got out of the boat and just started to sink automatically. But that's not the case. There was a time when he was just walking on water with Jesus. There was a time when everything was okay. And he was like, yo, y'all see that? Look. Look what's happening. And then he did one of these takes on water. Like, you see that? I'm walking on water. And Jesus is like, come here. Come here, get close. And then he started to hear the storm and he started to hear the wind. He got distracted. And then that's when he fell. Imagine how the story would go if Peter didn't get distracted. What kind of miracle that would be in the Bible that a man named Peter walked on water with Jesus. He didn't get distracted. He just knew where he was going. He just knew how he was going to get to the other side because his focus was on Jesus. He didn't look to the left. He didn't look to the right. His focus was on Jesus. This morning, I want you guys to understand that the only way you're going to get help is through Jesus. The only way you're going to get your answer is through Jesus. I can preach this. We could preach this multiple times in different ways. But the only way you're going to get your answer is through Jesus. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnote.org. See you next time.